Say now, I found. 
who wanted to share testimonies but we've not really organized it very well but I'm saying to you that next year by the grace of God you'll come to Art of Shepherding Conference with a testimony clearly a testimony that clearly sets you apart yes, you will have something to show for the work you've done in this coming year, you will do in this coming year when we meet again in a year's time God willing, you are going to come some of you are going to come with many pastors, many church workers, I mean there will be many, many more workers under you ladies and gentlemen this afternoon I'm very happy to welcome to the pulpit a servant of God who was a great blessing to us yesterday Keep clapping your hands. We we were so blessed as he ministered powerfully on the shepherd's hearts. And I have no doubt that this afternoon, God is going to use him to touch our lives. Coming all the way from East Legon Hills is a man anointed of God. One of the senior ministers of the Lighthouse Chapel International in United Denominations. A teacher, a pastor, very prophetic, very anointed. When you see him, even the way he has dressed, you know that he's no more a pastor. He's a prophet coming to minister to us tonight. Join me with a shout and let's receive Bishop Eddie. Eddie. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. God is lifting your church from under hundred to more than 500 God is giving you a ministry that is not only located in one place but more than three different countries will hear of your ministry God is blessing your voice not only to be heard in your language but also in several international languages one day you'll be preaching and somebody will be interpreting into French. One day you'll be preaching. Somebody will be interpreting into Zulu. One day you'll be preaching. Somebody will be interpreting into Swahili. One day you'll be preaching. And somebody will be interpreting it into Patwa. 
may god continue to elevate your ministry beyond what you have seen it thank you bishop edwin morgan kweju ogo for organizing this very spiritual spiritual conference and um, i pray that whatever you have received even if it's just one thing that secret is enough to open several doors god bless you let us pray father we are grateful to you for another time another time another opportunity to open this engrafted word that is able to save our souls that is able to build us up that is able to give us an inheritance among those who are sanctified thank you for the many callings that are represented here callings callings ministries that you have called us to we ask therefore for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling the hope of your calling there is a hope of your calling there is an end result of your calling there is a purpose to your calling we must grasp it we must embrace it we must run with it and that we will know the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. the riches the value the weight of it the the value of it how precious it is there is an inheritance you have in the saints for which you are constantly pruning us and making us better that we may also apprehend it and we pray that we will understand it as ministers as believers as pastors the power of the resurrection that same power that you demonstrated when you raised christ from the dead that same power is at work in us that power can transform our lives that power can heal our bodies that power can change our ministries that power can give us bigger ministries that power can make us great and greater and bless the work you have given to us this afternoon for the few minutes we have visit us again as you have done throughout this conference and help us to be what you want us to be in jesus name amen clap and celebrate the lord give your neighbor a high five give your neighbor a high five and tell him that you are about to climb up to your next level right you may be seated so many precious gems have been shared here um, several nuggets that have the capacity to shift anybody who wants to represent God from being small to being great and I pray that it will not just be a bunch of notes or CDs. You just go and add to the old ones you had. And just add this conference to your CV as a line item. 
I was also at Art of Shepherding Conference 2018. But my prayer is that by the time you enter your church on Sunday morning, you were around 98. God will turn you into a pastor of more than 980 people. And um, I, I just want to, as we close this conference, to bring to you one of the most important pillars of truth that you need in your life as a believer, as a minister, that makes anything God has for you come to you, no matter what it is. And that is the key or the master key of overcoming familiarity. Yes. And it's one of the um, topics in um, those who pretend. Those who pretend. And I know most of us have the book, but maybe you don't particularly read it and sometimes even when you read it you don't seem to see what it is saying because the the material looks a lot but don't worry when it looks a lot don't be frustrated if you are hungry and they put different dishes of food in front of you don't throw your hands in the air and say i don't even know what to eat oh this food why eh why so much food is a lot? Oh, hey, how am I going to eat all this food? No, start eating. Slowly, 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 slowly. I'm telling you, you will finish the banku. Add the kenke as dessert. Combine with the yam and palava sauce. And before you realize, you are relaxing with rice and stew. One guy was given a heap of, I don't know what, wache or one of these local foods. And they say, hey, this mountain there, who can conquer it? <laughs> he spoke too quickly. He flattened the mountain. You see, so when that happens, then people feel that, wow, you are a mountain conqueror. But if you have not spoken, nobody would take note of what you have done. So I pray for you that you will not miss um, the many, many, many nuggets. Because I know when you look behind me and you see all these books, it looks a lot. And each of them have pages and pages and scriptures and scriptures and points upon points. But just take one at a time. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So God likes to show people who fear him secrets that he has released through his word and into the lives of his many servants. What is familiarity? Let's begin by looking at what is familiarity. Familiarity is it means to know someone or something so well in such a way 
as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and sense of awe, familiarity. When you are, we say you are familiar with something or some, you, are, you, you are suffering from familiarity, it's actually a negative word. So in one of the dictionaries, it says familiarity is used as in familiarity breeds contempt. To show that, to show that, I think I can find it here, it's used especially in the expression familiarity breeds contempt. To say that if you know a person or situation very well, you can easily lose respect for that person or become careless in that situation. Have you heard familiarity breeds contempt before? It's like you know somebody so much that now he's contemptible. He's despisable. He he can be taken for granted. And the dictionary, the Cobild Collins Cobild Dictionary or the, um, um, the, the extension to dictionary.com according to any of the devices you have, whether it's iPad or any of the things, you find a dictionary, locate the learnest part of that dictionary and you find the same meaning there. The familiarity is often used when you hear familiarity, what comes to mind is the statement, familiarity breeds contempt. And he's saying that it is used to mean that you are so used to the person, you know it so well, you are so used to it, that you lose your sense of respect and admiration for that person. Or if it is a situation, you are too familiar with that situation so much that you are careless in that situation. So for example, you can be familiar with individuals, with people. You know them so well, you are used to them. At first, before you saw, they said, wow, I've never seen such a beautiful girl before. Like somebody would say, oh, this girl is so beautiful that if beauty was a disease, she would have been in intensive care. But after some time, this striking beauty that struck you, overawed you, mesmerized you, scintillated you, titillated you, yes, scintillated you, and tantalized you. That beauty. When you even see it, you don't even turn your eyes again. Because you have become so used to the beauty that you have lost your sense of admiration, your sense of awe. Your se- you know, you could have come even to, let's say, this conference. You've come, this is the sec- second, second year. Now, you can become so familiar with this conference, this situation, so much that you lose your sense of, wow, what a conference. This is too powerful. So you become careless in the situation. So you probably, even there are some people who may have even gone for lunch, didn't return because it's like, yeah, yeah. 
it's powerful mom <laughs> you've lost your sense and and what it is is that you are suffering from the spirit of familiarity yes and I, i'm saying that it's a pivotal truth it's a it's a it's a pillar a truth pillar that you must you must you must be sitting on because you are not going to meet new things every day of your life. Actually, the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything whereof it, it can be said, this is new? It says, behold, it has been of old. Only you are now seeing it for the first time and you are saying, wow, some people have been there for years. And you are not going to be meeting things every day is new. Every day is new before you, you admire it. Your admiration can be with something and around something and for something for several years to come until you lie in your grave you always have never lost your sense of awe or admiration or respect and benefit from it till you die wives are taken for granted husbands become as become as so familiar in the house even sometimes when a husband arrives the people in the house they don't move they used to move the wife used to hey daddy has come daddy uh, but at a point oh you've come eh? powerful <laughs> it, it, it's called familiarity they become so familiar with you They've lost their sense of awe, sense of admiration, sense of respect. The wow effect is gone. You can even become familiar with God. So much that when we say, The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. You, you won't keep silent because they've sung this song, the Lord is in Where is he? Somebody, I sense the presence of God in this room. I sense the presence. You, you, you sense heat. You smell people's armpits. <laughs> so you see that there was a time when you walked into the church and even to hear that they are singing Yabo Shiraye and you are standing outside you'll be running they started why because God is in his holy temple the king of kings is there they have lifted a song he said where two or three are gathered in my name there I am in the midst of them and, and, and they have arrived they are coming to meet with God but after some time after some time so you often see in the Bible and it came to pass and it also came to pass because it will always come to pass but even though it may come to pass time may come and go distance may come whatever you admired and began to bless you you shouldn't lose that touch. Some men of God, their congregations have become familiar with them. 
so much that they come with the mind that Enedia may better. Or as soon as you open your Bible and mention a topic, say, hey, Papa, personal topic, yo, last year, Christ, so pretty here. They whisper among themselves. Personal topic, hey, hey, I say more. If you have me notes, no cry away. Even I have the notes here. Yeah. Yes. You can be so familiar with the name of God. That's why one of the ten major commandments in the Bible, when God was given the ten commandments that he used his own hand to write, one of them had to do with don't take my name in vain. Don't mention my name by heart. It's a powerful name. We are so used to mentioning B.B.R. Jesus. I mean, a dog. Is knocked down by a car. No, Jesus! You are buying watch. The woman should add some to it. Then when she takes the entoswano, you can see that there was nothing in the, 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 the ladder. And then she just slaps some air on your They say, hey, Jesus! Those of you who have been watching American sitcoms and soap operas and things, who hear, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, my God, oh. And then, oh my God, and then some people become so familiar that they say, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Familiarity is a very dangerous thing and I pray that by the time we finish, something in you will be tuned, retuned, reprogrammed, rearranged, reordered, reconstructed and remolded so that you will never be familiar. When you see it coming, you say in the name of Jesus, I command you out of my life. So familiarity is to know something so much that you lose your sense of all. Pastors pray that familiarity doesn't grip you. Let me just open a Bible to Ezekiel 33 because some of you, you may say that when they are preaching, they don't open the Bible so much because it's the man's book that they are using. I don't want to insult you, so you let me read a verse first so that at least you know that I've read a verse. You see. Because the man's book verses in him. Hmm? The preacher must not become so familiar that you lose your sense of receptivity. Yes. Because God sent your TNW. He is not coming to meet you directly. He's going to use a man. And you may need to, you may see the man this year, next year, next two years. Or if you are in his church, you may hear him every Sunday. Or if you have been associated, maybe you've come, you've 
received maybe Bishop Dagwood Mills. You admire his ministry. Now you want to learn. Now you want to follow. Now you want to do. At a point, you'll be with the person for a long time. And when familiarity sets in, you lose your sense of awe, respect. When you heard loyalty and disloyalty at first, you were so, wow! What revelation is this? But now, when you hear it, you may say, hey, lighthouse for no, no. Omu loyalty pao. The conference be abeko biya. Omu preach loyalty and disloyalty. And then, papa be ho ho. Some pastor be on the oba, on the oba ya on himself. Loyalty no, no, no be preach. Ezekiel 33 verse 30. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses. At first, you never used to talk about your pastor or about a man of God whom you have come to know. You never used to discuss him, not in any way. But now they are talking against you by the walls. Eh? and by the doors of their houses and speak one to another everyone to his brother saying come I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord verse 31 and they come unto thee as the people cometh and they sit before thee as my people and they hear thy words but they will not do them for with their mouth they show much love but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And this verse verse 32 is too dangerous. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. Yes. Don't come to this conference and say to your fellow pastors, let us go and hear Bishop Ogo. Then they come, but their heart is not with you. May that never be your story. Amen. And they sit down as the people come in. But they will hear on the art of shepherding, on leadership, on following, but they will never do it. You see, this is the tragedy of every minister the tragedy is that you fall into a pit where you've come to a place where you are hearing things but it's not affecting you it's not changing you it's not blessing you and he said because the pastor or the preacher or the anointed person you have become unto them as a lovely song and like somebody who can play well on an instrument, so he's more like an entertainer. Tako sima power they say. Freno siamaka. Let the word of God reach out to you and minister into you and massage it into your heart until it can bring a transformation. Because when you are familiar, that's what happens. The preacher is preaching but his son you you laugh at his jokes you laugh at his stories but the substance of what is being taught no you will not do it you will not do it you will be a wife they'll be talking about wives how they done this like yesterday i was saying that you should whatever you will hear but you you never 
I've become like a lovely song. Yes, I'm like the song of one who can play well on an instrument. You know? Changa, 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 changa. And I can sing. So I'm just entertaining you. That must never be the story. But see, this is the lot of many people who go for conferences. They sit down as the people sit. They hear the word, but do impart there. It's oh, lighthouse, no more, more, yes, I difference. Familiarity is to know someone so much that you lose your sense of all. Am I preaching to someone? Second Samuel chapter 6 and look at what happened. I don't even have to read it, but you can just read it if you go home. Second Samuel 6, this is the story of David bringing the ark of God from the house of Obedidom. Have you heard that story before? At least if you're a man of God and you preach about giving, you should find that passage. It's a very powerful passage for people helping the house of God. Because when Obedidom took the ark of God and put it in his house and cared for it, God blessed his house. Today I want to talk to you about the secrets of Obedidom. Oh, Obedidom offerings. Now, David had put the ark there for some time and he needed to bring it back to a place where he had prepared for it. When they came, they came in a procession. The young people, the young ladies, the young men, old men, the people of Israel, they followed him. Every six paces, he slaughtered a cow. They danced before the Lord. David himself was dancing. If you've heard that story before, David dancing before the Lord. Do you remember? And then his cloak fell off. Do you remember? Huh? Then his wife was standing at the top of the window and looking down. And she saw the husband, the king of Israel, dancing, moving up and down, and then his cloak falling off. When he came to the house, the Bible says from verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20. And David returned to bless his household, not to curse them, not to complain that, why come you didn't come for the meeting? He came to bless his house. And Micah, that's his wife, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself eh, today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. Verse 21. And David said unto his wife, Michal, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. And then the Bible says that, and I will yet be more vile than this. Just say me be Jimmy more than what you have even seen. And will be based in my own sight. And of the maid servants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. He was very bored. Then verse 23, Therefore Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. If, if she was a pastor, would have said, and therefore Michal became fruitless. She became barren spiritually. She, became, she had no fruits till she died. Because she is not the wife of the king. 
when the king comes to town, he's wearing a cloak and a, a crown, and he talks, and people, when he waves his hand, they move, and when he speaks, they listen. But here is a wife who is so used to him, is familiar. She has, she knows him so well. Because she, she sees David running. Hey, Mikael, come. Mikael, oh, Mikael, today, dear, today, dear, I've meant you. I've meant you. Hey, where are you? You are hiding under the bed. Come out now. Come out now. The king, oh, chasing his wife in the room, looking for her to fire her. you are under the bed. Today, where are you hiding? Today, where are you hiding? And he's wearing his boxer shorts. Then he'll be going, Hey, Mika, come on now, come on now, come on now. There is fire on the mountain. Hurry up and come. She has seen him in his nakedness. She's seen him when, you know, he's making all the sounds that people don't hear in town. Oh, Mika. Oh, oh, Mika. Oh, 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 I'm feeling you. Oh, Mika. Oh, 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 God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, 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 Mika. Oh, I love you. Oh, this is what you do. You kill me. Oh, Mika. Oh, Mika. Oh, Mika. Oh, Mika. Oh, Mika. Oh, Mika. Well, then you come, you come to that. He comes to the palace. Then he says, uh, "Where is Joab?" <laughs> so Joab, hurry up and come here. Then you call. Hey, where is um, the other lady there? Where is uh, Bathsheba? Where is this other one? Then this Ogontia one. Because remember, she was his first wife, the one that she, he used. Two, he was asked for 100 false kings of Philistines. He brought 200. Yes. But he, he, he wanted the thing by all means. <laughs> this is the girl. Now you are, you, 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 you've been with the king for so long that when he's coming to bless his house, you have the audacity to face him at the door say how glorious was the king today making himself naked in front of the sunpass girls all these useless girls in town and then you made yourself naked in front of them what a shame is that how my you see the, the bible has to summarize the quarrel because it cannot give us all the details but you and i know when marital quarrels are going on that it's not just you speak then i feel uh, how glorious was the king today who uncovered himself before his handmaids and so on and then then after that i finished then david will also speak um okay you, look i want you to know that it was before god who chose me before your father and then that's what i was dancing and i even dance more wilder than this one don't bring yourself here no you are now calling my, 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 you are bringing my father into this. You are bringing my father into this. What has my father got to do with you dancing in front of girls? Did you ever see my father dancing in front of other girls? Nonsense. It's because today you are familiar, that's why. Many marriages are spoiled out of the spirit of familiarity. Some pastors, even some are sitting here who are suffering because your wife is too familiar with you. 
only that it will be some ways. Now, why is your wife in somebody's church and you are why is she not coming to your church? But when she is in your church, she doesn't receive from you. She's lost her sense of all. Meanwhile, she's your convert. You led her to Christ, laid hands on her to receive Holy Ghost baptism, or even if she became she, you are her convert. The tables have turned. You are her pastor. But when you blow them, one, two, three, penna, respect and not take up. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I'm supposed to say all these things, but. Familiarity afflicts the closest family and friends the most. If you are a close family, you'll be affected more by familiarity because you know the person from his childhood. If you are in the same house with somebody, you you, you hear his sounds of joy when he is in the toilet. And when we are in public, everybody, nobody will like his sounds of joy to be heard. Even if you are here and it has caught you, pie, your stomach is really, you have some cramps, it's paining, you can see that some gaseous substances want to escape. You, you hold yourself. But there are some people occasionally they release small one be there. then they look left and right to see whether somebody has recognized them. Hey, I was on the aeroplane. Oh no, 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 no. Hey, we were looking for somebody because he was spoiling the whole atmosphere. But when you are in the house with someone, but when you are in the house. Even if you want to hold yourself, it's not easy because now you, you are releasing. So you hear, hey! So if your wife comes by and is hearing all these sounds, you, you, your, your dignity and your status that was like this can easily come down. Hey! Man of God, yeah. Or maybe you make a mistake you didn't flash before you left. When she said, Ah! I thought the way he ministers to people and slays them, his own will be, will be diamonds and pearls and, and, and if anything, cry like, like sausage rolls. Close family close family. You cannot easily receive from a man of God when you are very close. That's why in Daniel, the Bible says that they selected four Hebrew boys who had the ability, Daniel 1-4, to stand before the king. Because not everybody can stand before him. If you see the king eating, you become a fool. If you eat with certain men of God, you, you it's your end. You can easily backslide. Because some men of God, they are powerful. They feel free. I, I was once eating with a man who said, when I'm eating, I eat. 
it can compare with anything uh, 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 what an elephant can eat. I was quiet watching him. When I'm eating, and, and when he started eating, I said, boy, you got a large appetite. And there was nothing on the table that he, 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 he rejected. He had never eaten certain things before, but everything that was on the table would be beer. So when you see a man of God, eh, you, you will be spoiled by what you may experience. So it's for your good that sometimes don't get near because the close associates, close friends, those who are near, it's not easy for them. In Mark 6, you read verses 1, 2, and 3. The Bible says, Jesus eh, went to his own country. He went to Nazareth where he was brought up. Eh? He went from thence and came to his own country and his fellow and his disciples followed him. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue in his own country where he was brought up. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence had this man? You see, they were astonished. They were overwrought. They were, they were, they were overwhelmed by the revelations he was sharing. And they asked, from whence, how, how does he have such a wisdom? You see, by this point, it should have been okay. But when you read on, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are done by his hand? Verse 3 says, is not this the carpenter? So by verse 3, you know, the whole admiration, astonishment has just become mixed up and spoiled. The man who can do mighty works should have been doing mighty works. But you see, uh, they started, is this not the carpenter? They knew his profession. And then number two, uh, and, and, and this, is he not the son of Mary? They knew his mother. Even his father cried, they didn't mention because I don't know whether they, they had a controversy about his birth. And J, brother is James. Brother, another brother is Joseph. Another brother is Judah. And another is Simon. And are not his sisters here with us. And they were offended. This is what happens to people who are near friends kinsmen, relatives that's why most of our ministries don't work because you are too fixated for your relatives to join you and relatives who have joined you, they don't have a certain admiration, they still see you as one of their tribesmen so those of you who are into tribalism and, and this type of my own language people and my and my that type of ministry it doesn't go far because your near kinsmen no, they neutralize your anointing verse 4 verse 4 says but Jesus said unto them a prophet is not without honor you see a prophet is not without honor which means prophets are honored not without is a double negation in English, English grammar, there's something called double negation. Yes. And double negation makes the thing positive. In the same way, mathematics. If you have negative multiplying negative, it becomes positive. Minus three times minus four is equal to plus twelve. So when he said a prophet is not without honor, it means a prophet has honor. 
is with honor all the time. He has honor. He's honored. Except when he comes to his own country and his own kin, which is tribes people, and his own house, which is family. Surrounding yourself with only your family members, nobody should count money, only your family members, nobody should do this near you, only your relatives, people who come from your hometown. Jack, your ministry will become like a dwarf ministry. And the Bible says they were offended. Then verse, verse, verse 5 says, verse 5 says, and he could dare, dare, dare. You see, you can say that there is his own country, but there also means where people are familiar with you. There you can do no mighty works there. Except that he's laid hands on a few sick people. So apart from maybe some 50 members who join your church, you can't go beyond 50, 55. Convention, 72. But God is trying to lift your ministry from that little classroom into an auditorium, into a cathedral, into an international ministry. God wants to extend your ministry. Don't let familiarity kill it. Neither allow yourself also to be familiar with men of God who God has given to you to bless you. Number three. There are so many points, but me preaching I don't have to finish. Sometimes the pressure of finishing even spoils the atmosphere. Because nobody has told us that it's a syllabus. And we are not following any timetable. Munyai Masem. Number three. Familiarity has the power to neutralize the greatest of the gifts of God. Familiar. It, 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 in, in the art of leadership, one of the chapters, it says, familiarity is a leadership emergency. Deal with it urgently. It's a leadership emergency. Deal with it urgently. It's not something to play about it at all. Familiarity. Jesus whom God gave the spirit without measure. And yet, this measureless anointed person, when he entered certain places, he could dare do no mighty work, except he laid hands on a few sick folk and healed them. It means that, I don't know whether he tried and it didn't work, but it stands to reason that it's possible that he may have tried something that didn't work, or didn't venture because it's like, they don't even believe in me, so I shouldn't even try. I shouldn't bother because it won't work. If Jesus' anointing can be neutralized, then Bishop Mrs. anointing can be neutralized to you. And so will your anointing also be neutralized to your members and to all around you. But we are here at this conference to neutralize the neutralizers of anointings. And it shall be neutralized in your life. Yes. Sit under a, a minister for so many years. You, 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 you know him. I mean, you know most of his stories. I mean, Bishop Dagwood Mills, I know him from 1981 closely. We're friends, normal friends. I go to his house, he comes to my house. Go to his house, he comes to my house. Went to you know, we were in the fellowship. 
together we, he took me to Calvary Road Incorporated we'll go after the meeting I'll walk with him see him off to his house or he'll see me off to my friend Norma then he became my pastor long before he even said God has called him he was my friend I know him we, we, he didn't go to any Bible school he's a pastor Now, if you are you are his friend whom you have known for years, wawa danfo, unko bebia, unko babusku bia, menu na nena mheya. Oh, tomorrow I'll see you. Tomorrow I'm going to the garden. I'm going to pray. Tomorrow I'll see you here. The next day this. I mean, unko bebi or krami. I'm going to London. I'll be back. I'm going here. I'll be back. I mean, emu bia ni wa okase unko babusku aba. So one day I'm there when he says, God has called me to be a pastor. And so now I'm my pastor. Call me pastor. Now, even before then, he used to call me pastor. Because I was president of Laboni Cantonese Christian Fellowship. And when the way he would see me handling the people, talking to them, relating with them and leading them, he felt that I was a pastor. Even though I was not called a pastor, he called me pastor. So everybody around me started calling me pastor. Before he said he's a pastor. If you are a friend who has been with him for a long time, you have to now metamorphosize, change yourself, and say, instead of, and I, I used to call him Dagito, Dagito, Dag for Dagito. I changed. I stopped calling him Dagito from that day. Pastor Dag. Manager, are your eyes okay? Do you have a problem with your eyes? Do you have a problem with your eyes? Manager, can you see? Do you have a problem with your eyes? Do you have a problem with your eyes? Okay. The way I can't see them is very dangerous for the environment because sometimes you don't know what is behind the eyes, whether they are closed or open. (laughs) But I'll show you why I was calling him because that's one of the things I'll be talking about. Yeah. But listen, then I was there when he said, Okay. He's not reverend. Here is my certificate. Call me reverend. Then he became a doctor. So reverend doctor. Doug Howard Mills. I changed immediately. He no longer became the friend I used to know. He is now the anointed pastor God has given to me. And from 19, I met him in 1981 in Achimota School. From 1981 till 19, maybe 87, 88, when he said, God, he's now a pastor. Between 81, 80, 80, whatever, he was my leader, Dagito, oh, Dag, Charlie Howe, brother Dag, brother Dag, brother Dag, Dagito, Dagito, from that day. Dagito is finished. You are hearing it for the first time because I'm using it as an example. Never said it anywhere before. Listen. Then I was there when he said, look, our churches have grown. We are now so many branches and so on. And his designation is no longer pastor, but his designation is now bishop. Oyakpa, I switched. Bishop Dagiwad Mills. 
You see, and you need God to touch your heart so that you can graduate each time even though you are there for a number of years each year that goes by your admiration doesn't go down but it rather goes up more of a positive gradient rather than a negative one which is always coming down as long as you know somebody there how do you see how do you call people's names we are sure saying facebook Oh, ja, 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 ja. Ah. Menunya na nam haya. Eh. Chale na why your ministry man sa kombia su su sana na. Ah. Nyon menun na haya na chena se why powerful sana. Eh. Eh, chale. Adi. Adios. Look. Don't let it fool you. That you will know somebody for a long time shouldn't lower your admiration. All that you know the person comes from your country. Like somewhere like Bishop Dagwood Mills, his, his, his status in this country is lower than what he should be. Just because he comes from here. But if you are in the Christian world, you must learn to shift your appreciation from what secular people look at and see that spiritually eh, you are better off. Look, Do I have a bottle of water? Bring it. Bottle of water. And bring me an empty one. Can I get an empty one? Is this my water? Is this my water? Okay. Is this my water? Answer is yes. Now, Casa no doors. Okay. I'm saying, we yet. Okay, this one, soon the heat will catch up with this one. If I want to fill this empty bottle with this one, I can't fill it if they're on the same level. I'm trying to pour the water, but they're on the same level, so the water that is in this, is not going into this one, because level, no doors, okay. So now if I come here, can I... It's going on. But if I was to lift it, the higher I go, the faster the flow, the stronger the flow, the faster the feeling. This is a principle of physics. That is the principle of siphoning. If you did a little physics, siphoning for our students. It may be difficult, but small general science. When you want to siphon, let's say, fuel that is in this bottle or this gallon into a car that is down, you can't put the gallon just on the same level as the car and let the thing. So sometimes we have a tube, we connect it from here, then we put it here. Now, what you do is that the, this one has the fuel, it's full. You put your tube here and you suck. When it starts flowing, then you push it here and then lift this one. The higher the container that has the oil goes, the faster the flow, the quicker the impact, the faster the feeling. Oh my God. Yes. 
And that's how it is in the ministry. If God does not help you to lift the person from whom you are claiming an anointing and drawing an anointing, if he doesn't go very high in your eyes, the graces and the anointings and the impartations that are in him, they don't flow to you so easily when you are on the same level. You have to lift him higher and higher and Jesus said it this way, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So there are people who say that you are a senior, you are a senior pastor. Who Bishop Doug, he's also a senior pastor. So I'm a founder, he's also a founder. So once you're on the same level like so, you cannot get the graces, the anointings, the church growth, the books written anointing, the conference holding anointing, the international travels anointing, the, the building anointing, the crusading anointing, huh? the pastoral anointing, it doesn't flow to you because you're on the same level. Or you are so used to him that he's now just a normal person just to you. Never mind if it's not Bishop Dan, but whoever it is. Is it Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams? Is it Oye Depo? Who is it? Whoever. There must be somebody that you hold so high. He's higher, higher, higher than you are. And that you are nothing and he's everything. You must decrease and he must increase. If that doesn't happen, the all the anointings they have, it doesn't get you. Your container is also there, it's empty. You can desire it, you can, you can even look at it from afar, but it will never come to you. It only comes to those who lift it and go up higher. Please clap your hands. Familiarity is the cause of diminishing attendance at Christian programs. And church services. Diminishing attendance at Christian programs and church services is caused by familiarity. Yeah. You have conventions, church services. Sometimes the reason why some people don't come to church, they have become too familiar. Sister Ajwa, Sister Agi, she knows you too well. And they are in your church you now. You see them visiting other prophets somewhere. Too familiar. That's why we are talking about it because it kills churches. It neutralizes anointings. It, it deflates your enthusiasm. Why will you be at this conference last year? You were at the conference line this year you are not here. Familiarity. And why will you be here this year and next year you will not book your seat right where you are seated today? It's because you are, you are afflicted with a virus called familiarity spirit. And it, it has neutralized you. So even though you should have been at this conference because some of us, it is on the fourth year that the impartation will take place. Not in the second year. Are you clapping or you are clipping your fingers? You can be close to a man of God without becoming familiar. 
point number five you can be close to a man of God without becoming familiar I am not familiar Bishop Dagiwad Mills has been my friend for 36, 37 years this year he is still my favorite preacher I listen to him you know so that we exaggerate I would have said every day but just so that maybe there is a day that it didn't happen and maybe I was not aware so I say almost every day I'm only using almost so that as a Christian it won't be tantamount to lying but there is no day that I'm not hearing his voice with admiration yesterday I was not here in the evening when I finished my session I had to go and do something somewhere I was locked on on Facebook yes direct and as I was listening Bishop my apostle Bishop, uh, Joel he called me when he called he was praying he had just finished and he was praying so I was in my room and I was shouting amen 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 so he also said he said that what is that so bishop is just finishing at out of shepherding said, oh okay bishop he's also on it so he also brought his device near he's in america i'm in ghana he brought his device near so i could hear bishop's voice in the background he could also hear bishop's voice and together in the air we were shouting amen to his prayers of yesterday now wasn't here listen to anybody who you claim to be somebody that you are learning from or following or somebody you are you are it's almost like I'm a breath they say me for my follow now my mother said me nyani I'm a friend and she said my daddy I call me call you the poor area home so me call her say me nye bibi owa who call you the poor And there are people who are following the way they put who are saying, I'm also tired. Yes. Familiarity catches even Jesus, not Oedipu, not Jesus cry, Jesus cry. People are familiar. How much Oedipu they say, Nancy Anoba. You used to have the tapes of the man of God like this. You don't listen. You buy the Macarius, you don't read it. You don't read it. It's familiar, familiar, a spiritual. It's a spirit. It's an evil spirit. That's why the dictionary they they rather define it with the negative because it's a negative thing. Why will you buy this? You spent money and you don't read it. What do they call it? A shelf or what do they? Eh? Mantelpiece or something like that. Colors now where three hundred yard fair. Colors now where three hundred yard fair. Oh no. Look, every week I listen to the message Bishop Dad preach in his church. He has a church. He preaches. I also preach. But when he's preaching, he's preaching. I'm preaching. When he's preaching, he's preaching. And I am preaching. Every week. And I listen to the message at least, at least twice before I, I, I pack it. At least twice. 
But maybe I'm not intelligent enough to remember what is shared. So I was saying, "Miti no more than once." No cry, me intelligent. No cry, me chill. Hey, faces so kakra kakra. Once what he has yemba. Say amen. Don't let familiarity kill you. Those of you who are church workers have opportunity to work around your pastor. Familiarity will neutralize his anointing. What in the meeting? I say now order. I'm coming. I'm going to show you the signs before we finish. But you can be close to a man of God without becoming familiar. When you read John, St. John's epistle, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he says, that which we have seen, that which we have heard, eh? that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. Hey! Jesus who we walked with, he calls him the life. When he, by the time the Judas there, he found him only worthy of 30 pieces of silver. But John saw him as the life. He said, for and in brackets, for the life was manifested and we have seen it. And we bear witness. And show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Bracket closed. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. This is what is happening at this conference. What we have seen of Bishop Das' ministry, what we have handled of the word of life is what we are declaring unto you so we haven't written a book it doesn't matter but when the life is manifested you must embrace it and declare it unto others and our hope in this conference is that you will have fellowship with us so that you too if you have a church it will be just as big as this one or you too if you have a, a, a calling it will also be as diverse as this one you too if you have anything you are doing for God it will be as great as this one want you. You have seen it. Has seen somebody who didn't go to Bible school. Had no formal Bible training, theological seminary or any of these highfalutin systematic theology and this type of hermeneutics and uh, homiletics and uh, eschatology. <laughs> and biblical exegesis. And eisegesis. Synthesis and antithesis. Like, oh, are you confused to put what are these things that he said? Yeah, some people, these are the things they learn. These are the things they learn. But without them, I've seen him build his church from a classroom. I was there, I was the worship leader. I'm telling you. My own sister used to tell me that she, she years after she told me we used to when we, we will be playing that, doing praises and they are playing the drum. The drums used to be on the stage as high as this. And the bass drum, the kick, it will fall off because, you know, the, the members were not, caught, were not together. 
each one unto himself. So you'll be playing, boom, boom, and the praises was hot. We could have one hour prayer, intercession, one hour praises, one hour worship. Hey, very wild. And I was a young, oh, energy is what? Boom, boom, boom. Then we'll be going for it. Boom, boom, boom. Then it will fall off the stage. Then somebody will carry it, pam, 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 and go and put it back. Then they'll support it with some blocks so that it can stay there. My sister, she said, she, I invited her because me, we had started a church, but I found it was a great thing. But she, when she came, she said, Hey, my brother and his friends, what are they doing? He said, Me, 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 what are we doing? One face or more? We are one face or more. When you are the one face or more, you are asking what we are doing. But she didn't tell me on that day. It was years after. I went to New York and she was there working with foreign affairs and then I invited her to a church I started with about 10 people and I invited her to come. She said, hey, I thank God for your lives. Then she told me this story. Then she said to me that I don't want my husband to come to your church because when he comes, he will stay. The church that she was despising years ago now she admires it so much that I said, I know that my husband, the way he is, if he comes to your church, he won't go back to our church. Yeah. I've seen Bishop Doug from that level build a church out of that classroom. And today, it spans more than 70 countries. That's why we are declaring unto you what we have seen, what we have heard, what our hands have handled. It's words of life for your ministry. Words of life for your calling. Words of life for your anointing. Words of life for your tomorrow's ministry. Words of life for your church growth. Words of life for your leadership. Words of life for your establishment. Words of life for the buildings that are waiting for you to be built. Churches that you are going to build. These are words of life to help you to do them. That's why we are declaring unto you these words of life. John was with Jesus for several three and a half years. He was not, he didn't lose, he, he, he didn't lose anything at all. He rather said, this, this is the, what we are, we are said so that you can have fellowship with us. I don't want us to meet you as a pastor one day when we are fellowshipping. It's like, oh, where's your church in a classroom? How long? Ten years. 10 years you are still in classroom. When me too, I was in a classroom. 2012, I entered a classroom. 5th August. Today I'm in an ultra-modern, multifaceted, multi-purpose, cosmopolitan, state-of-the-art, futuristic church. I am in it. And Bishop Ogo, he is also building a new church apart from this one that we are in. I am sure next year you see that we are in another cathedral. So if you are a pastor here, my prayer and this conference is so that you can also have fellowship with us. That when we talk of, oh, I was in this, this where we had the Art of Shepherding conference last year. Oh, that's not where we are going. This year we are going to the other, the new one that has been built. Hey, they, they, they built another one. Me, I'm sitting in the classroom, oh, so it's like we can't really fellowship but we are sharing them 
so that your our fellowship can be with God, with the Father, and with the Son Jesus Christ. Clap your hands for Jesus. Signs of familiarity number one. When someone comments about things that are above him, it means he has become familiar with that thing. When you make comments about things that are above you. Matthew 6.22 Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from me, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Jesus said, Jesus, in this Matthew 16, Peter gave the revelation, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. A few verses after that, Jesus says, I'm going to die, go to Jerusalem, I'm going to be crucified. Then you now take him aside, you are rebuking him. Just because he said flesh and blood has not revealed. It's like you said, oh, 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 why are you powerful? One revelation be that you have given, no. You are now making comments about everything. Watch out for people under you who would like making comments. Where did you get this car from? Hey, when I came home, you had the, the very nice Samsung Kev. Hey, soften, I don't say free. It's none of your business. People like making comments of things that are above them. Years ago, when they used to interview charismatic pastors, they would interview Archbishop. What does he eat? What does he eat in the morning? What does he eat? In the... What is what business? What is it to you? And many times they are just asking these questions not to praise you, but to find something against. And look at a man of God now. Oh, 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 you live large like this. church Oh, journalists, they are all real Bosnian, yes, sir. Psalm 131, verse 1. Listen to what David says. said, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. In the ministry, some things are too high for you. I don't even, we don't even encourage people to even visit a pastor's house. It increases your familiarity levels. Now, if you, Jimiba. You walk into your pastor's house now. One guy, he went to his pastor's house. The, those days, satellite dishes were not common like today. He saw a satellite dish. Hey! So for a satellite dish? I mean, you are tight bill. You won't pay tight because a, you saw a satellite dish in your pastor's house. You see, you, you are unfortunate. You are not the type that can work in the king's palace. David said, I don't exercise myself in matters that are too high. Not everything you are, you are qualified to comment on. And do not arrogate to yourself the right to comment about everything that goes on in the church. Yes. So how much do they pay you? 
why, why is he the only one who travels? Why do you ask such questions? It is the questioning of a low-grade, poor Why is he always the only one trauma? And here for the business are questions. And here for our money, hope be our baby. According to what is it? What is according to you? Your pastor travels, no, it's a problem. Or you see a man of God is traveling, he's coming and say, hey, I'm cover power, what day? One day when you are also covering like that, you will see that you won't like anybody to ask you questions. And if you are privileged to have your leader discuss some personal things with you, don't be a fool. Hey, so for I didn't know. I didn't know that his wife doesn't cook for him. Because I, I now understand. And he told me that for two weeks now she has not been cooking. I'm surprised. Ain't it not See, you have now become a fool. Stupid boy. Shouldn't have brought you into his private matters. But you see, every king also is a normal human being. For every high priest is taken from among men and ordained in things pertaining to God and is ordained for men to minister of things pertaining to God. So you're a normal man. Ain't you also one now for? And also to me, born the whole private in common. Challenges in his own personal life, health-wise. Challenges in the marriage. Challenges with his children. He should also have people with whom he can talk like that. But because we are not, only God dwells in a life that is unapproachable to man. If you have a pastor and he, 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 he bears, maybe you, you used to serve a man of God. Now you, you've gone aside, you started your own church. Now you used to be very close, you used to cut his hair, you used to, I mean, take his things to laundry and so on. Don't be a fool. Oh, Papa no cry. I mean, you know, there are some men of God, when you serve them, they don't really appreciate Papa. Me yiniti na me me call laundry amano. Nigeria kura call marketer. Me namko sinoni adiye. They use me like a houseboy. You are a stupid boy. I'm telling you. Even though you are a man of God, I'm, I say you are a stupid boy. Yes. Because what you have, what you are doing is that you are now letting your father's nakedness be shown in public. Don't exercise yourself in things that are too high. Number two, familiarity is when someone finds fault with the leader and with his person. People in your congregation who are always finding fault. It's a sign of familiarity. Because before, you, when you see certain men of God and you are not near them, you, 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 you don't make comment about anything about anything for anything. But when you stay around and hang around them for a long time, say, ah, it's like they don't pray before they preach. Oh, my did this. Ah, no, my bone come off. It's also, ah, no, my bass on me preaching. Hey, 
May I used to think that when they are always lying down, they are praying, they are worshipping or something, they are reading their Bible, ah, then they come. But when you know this this then when it's time, almost some about and then when they preach, it seems to be working. But honestly, mom, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. <laughs> You are now finding fault. It means you are familiar now. The spirit is coming on you. And what it's going to do is that it's going to neutralize the anointing to you. I was at the Benihans meeting. I was privileged to be on stage. The rest of the people were down there. He was ministering. He raised a song. I don't know what happened, who was playing a wrong note or something, but somebody played something and he turned. So those of us on stage, we could see the twitching of his face and the... (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I thought to myself, where? Fire for fire. But I had understood a thing or two in ministry, so I understood where he was coming from. And rather than to feel that, hey, Papa no Owakuma, share. Nakuma Hano say, hey, oh, minister, who knows, hallelujah, hallelujah, or Dano, who has a good Then suddenly your foolishness is coming. Then you start making. Hey, see, it's not as anointed as I thought. Then immediately the great works that he can do with it. Now, no anointing, no spirit. And others will be receiving. Number three, science. I'm talking about science. It's in those who pretend. In two hundred and twenty-two, Kuraniya said, "Those who pretend." Okwa kohe, chapter eight, seven, eight, nine. Oh, why? Familiarity is seen when someone attempts to correct his leader. Note this. Correction upwards is rebellion. Correction upwards. So if you are here and somebody is above you and you try to correct him, it means you are in rebellion. Hey, so we shouldn't. So if they are, I don't know, they can also make mistakes. So should, what should we do? Don't do. <laughs> That's why people become orangus. Yes. Don't there's a ah the way you talked at the meeting was wrong. I mean the people were shouting at the people and so on. I mean you have to take your time. You see, these people they like you. No. Don't correct your leader that way. Watch out for people who point their finger at you to try and correct you. (laughs) 
And if you serve a great man of God, a man of God, you are privileged to be on a board or to be in a pastor's meeting or to be in a, a conference or a meeting with, with, with him and some other he's chairing and he asks you for opinion, don't think that the fact that they've asked you for your opinion means that you and him are the same. If he asks you for opinion, if you express it, full stop. Don't put semicolon. Full stop. You must say what pastor is saying. Even if you feel that the thing is very hot and hey, the people are very hot. Don't come and say that, oh, you, it's okay. You'll be quiet at the meeting. Then after you go and tell oh, you cool down. When it boils, it will cool. So I'm with him. I will cool him down. You see, the way the thing is, you know, I mean, he, his wife was angry with him in the house. So when he came, he was very whatever. So you are the people there. You, are, you understand the people there. When you come to him, that he there, he is very hot-tempered. You are not a good assistant. You are a very bad helper. This morning, Bishop Hugo was saying that God will make you great. During the prayer, one of the prayer times, that God will make you great. But there's nobody who becomes great in the ministry without helpers. Now, if you are a helper and this is how you help, you are not a good help. Even if I'm insulting people and you feel that the insult is very harsh and whatever, don't soften it for the person. Hey! I don't know what has happened to him that today he's like this. But you, I'll talk to him. No. You should say that no. You see, why would you get those of you like calling her daddy, daddy, daddy? Every man of God is a daddy in his own house. Daddy, what daddy is saying, do you understand? Eh? Getting daddy angry like this, some way, you people are really some way. Ah, I'm surprised. Even he should have used harsher words, but through the grace of God, and I owe you two words like foolish and stupid. <laughs> I see those of you who think you are opinion leaders and that you are the only ones who can correct a leader. I want to tell you that you are in rebellion. You are in rebellion. And it's just a matter of time. You can easily break away from that church. And if you have assistants like that, change them. Change them. And I will tell your pastor, if that's how you are, that he shouldn't allow you into any meeting again. You are not a good supporter. When they say we are but we are joint heirs with Christ, you are joint heirs. Go and do Bible study. Don't just throw Bible words at us that you don't even understand well. Joint heirs doesn't mean co-equals. I say joint heirs. Even when we get to heaven, we will not be the same. Even though we will all be heirs, we will all inherit the same things. We won't have the same crowns. Some people have crowns, some won't have crowns. What do you say? We are jointers with the sun. We are jointers with a e. Familiarity is displayed when someone sleeps. Yes. At a meeting. Or yawns. Yes. 
That's why I asked my brother whether his eyes are, whether he has a problem with that. He's wearing dark glasses. I can't see his eyes. So if he's asleep, we can't see. If he's not asleep, we can't see. Because the glass is near dark. In this room, why should you wear dark glasses? Unless your eyes have a medical problem. And he said he has photophobia. So I said, okay, no problem. You can keep wearing it. Photophobia. That means that your eyes, the light, you know, and I allowed him to wear it. But you are not allowed to wear dark glasses in a church. One day somebody was sitting in my church. I said, brother, remove the dark glasses. Your eyes are not paining you. Remove the dark glasses. I don't want you to sleep in my meeting. Because when somebody is sleeping, it's a sign that he is not blessed. And I've gone to wait on God. I've prepared messages. I've fasted. I've come. I'm preaching. You want to sleep on me? No. Manager. Then you will go home. You, you go home early because honestly, I'm not about to preside over sleepers. Now I'll call you. I'm the pastor of the church. So I call, hey, brother, Adena, what are you wearing there? Is it glasses? Is it for your eyes? Eh? Can you see? Okay. Can you remove it? Remove it. Hey, that brother there, is he sleeping? Are your eyes closed or they are open? Huh? Check whether his eyes are open or closed. Okay, very good. You, see, you go and sit down there. Praise God. I tell you today, the anointing that is on, from the spirit that is coming to earth is about to bless and elevate you to a higher height. Everybody will be asleep even though you are shouting. <laughs> Jesus said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, not my giraffes. Giraffes, no more corn was so so you can look after and say, Praise God, the Lord is about to bless somebody who is sitting down there. And I tell the person sitting says, He's sitting down there, and the Lord is about to change your destiny. Say, Change, change. They'll be changing, but you see them sleeping still. Then, when you see people sleeping, then you start raising your voice. Raising your voice doesn't open their eyes. Look at them and say, No. What the sleeper is doing is that he's trying to neutralize your own anointing. You. Because when, when people are sleeping and you are preaching, the message you get, the preacher, you get is that it's not powerful. They are not being blessed. You are preaching too long. They can't wait for the thing to end. And, and I don't want you to give me that message. Then go home. Don't come to church if that's what you, the message you are bringing. Then stay in the house. I will be better off when I come. I want to see people who are wide-eyed. People who are jumping and saying, preach. Yes. Preach on. Bomudadwa. Yes. Look, let me tell you. How come that any team that is playing in their home is expected to win. A team that is playing in their home is always expected to win. The way you don't win in your home is like, why? Why? Because of home support. So if you are at home, you must have home support. When I'm preaching, I am at home. I'm not in somebody's church. I am in my own church. So I must hear boom dadwa. I must hear preach on. I must see people standing up. I must hear clapping. Home support. I must hear. 
watch out for people who especially early yawners early yawners when you come and stand in before you say shall we tell you know today we've had a very long week of whatever convention and then we have I'm, I'm, I'm not going to preach for long then before you can say turn your bible say, oh. early yawners very dangerous because the message is like, hey so are you going to preach long from the verse we are quoting <laughs> you will finish now so is that what you are going to do me I'm tired though I would like to go home early no 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 hey shut close your mouth you can't yawn like that when I'm about to preach you see a lot of pastors what you don't know is that the quietness of your congregation has not encouraged you to preach you've screamed your own self to encourage yourself so much that your voice is not the normal voice because they don't say amen so you always have to shout and I'm saying this and the Lord, even your story that you want you can't even tell a story because to slow down to tell a story you have to drop your volume but you don't want to drop your volume but you feel that people are sleeping over you so you have to be shouting all that you don't have to shout all the time you can use your normal voice to preach it's powerful too but the people who are hearing the truth from your mouth they should say preach amen wait wait sit down I've not finished preaching familiarity is displayed when people don't say amen yes or clap their hands yes no I'm not saying clap don't clap at the wrong time that one too is not in step can't just get up and just clap what are you clapping about no but what I'm saying is that when there's a truth if you read the Bible and even curses Deuteronomy 26 27 there I say when cursed be he that then he say and let the church say amen even if it's a curse say amen (laughs) is that BM's mom is this BM's mom oh mama god bless you I wow you don't even know your mother is here (laughs) beautiful yes don't make my church like a cemetery I don't want my church to be a cemetery and everybody looking straight at you and just are you a CIA agent? do you work for the FBI? Eh? and when somebody is by you and he says amen you don't have to intimidate him with a look there's somebody there, amen. You know, me sometimes when I go even to Presbyterian, they traditionally are quiet Methodist, but occasionally I'm there for funeral or some other event like that. I find myself saying, hmm. <laughs> Preach! Then I realize that, hey, I had the Anya Sawa. Because I am in a meeting to encourage the preacher. I'm in a meeting to help the work of God that is going on. I am also there to receive for myself. But your receptivity is highest when you are engaged. You engage the preacher. You nod. You say, okay, okay, okay. 
powerful. That that's a powerful. That's powerful. That that's a revelation. Oh, I like I like that word. I will walk. I will walk. Even when the word is talking, talking you, you must say I will walk. I will walk. I will walk. Hit the nail on the head. And, and, and recently I heard Bishop say that even when he wanted his church to be a church that says amen, he thought about saying amen in that. He thought about it. I have to teach the people because it kills familiarity. It's not a good posture to hear word. It's like if you are having sex, there's a posture that makes the flow flow. Yes. Every man, husband who is engaging the wife expects some simple, synchronized, simple harmonic motion. Synchronized. Now the other ho, you won't say anything. Whether it's paining you or whether it's not working, whether it should go faster, whether you should slow down, you won't say anything from beginning to end. Are you Leah? It was Leah who, when they sent her to go and be with Jacob. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Jacob. That night, she didn't say a word. Hey, about we are virginal. You do a call honeymoon sweet. Ah, who could not buy all your name? Oh, who pursue Hokura? Oh, who can say your ya? Oh, Kasa. It was the morning, oh, before Jacob had to look at her face and say, ah. Were you the one who was here in the night? Where is Rachel? He said, Daddy said I should come and replace her. So she said, not a word. There's no flow. Husbands need running commentary. Sister, you should say, good. Good. (laughs) Go ahead, boy. Go ahead. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's good. It's good. Jack, we are there. Jack, open my day. Jack, we are powerful. <laughs> hey! And when you are also receiving the word, there is a posture you must assume. Hmm. What a word. Ma, 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 ma. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. What a word. You see the man of God, he'll be preaching like multiple orgasm, ejaculation. Several times you see that, oh my God and my Lord. I think it's because of you that all these things are coming. (laughs) We've abolished all statues from the church. Too familiar, so much that you don't say anything. Look, 
you can do that in a classroom in a lecture hall in a symposium and it will finish and work and everybody will take their papers and go home but in the church there it affects the anointed person God told Jeremiah don't be afraid of their faces why did he say that? because the faces of people can intimidate you pastors have changed topics they intended to preach because of the faces of some people in the church sometimes a person is on your board the way he has arranged himself in front of you you can't preach about some things he doesn't pay tithe but you are not able to preach on time because the way he will make his face and say and then so we preach you a tithe you come what in no, you shouldn't sit in front. Rather bring younger people who believe in your calling. I prefer a living church to a dead church. sit down, let me just read this and finish familiarity is seen when someone freely enters your room or office without walking, knocking without knocking freely enters your room without knocking I am okay, they say let's say Bishop Dag is not there Bishop Saki is not there, I am there so number one, number two, number three so third in command, is that how they say it? Yes, that's what they say in the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse group of churches. They say I'm number three. Okay, number seven. Okay, number 25. It doesn't even matter. But, and Bishop Dag has been my friend for many years, but when I go to his office, they usher me in. I stand at the door. I stand at the door till I am ushered in. Although everybody around him working for him is far below me. I don't exercise myself in matters too high as in where Madame Funtino who officer was there. Ah now Dagito how? No, no. Never done that before. The other day Bishop Saki's son, I was there when he was born. He stands at the door. When I got there, I said, is it okay for me to, oh, hey, Bishop, oh, no, 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 you can go. And normally when you go to Bishop's office, you leave your phone at the door. You put it in a basket outside. So I said, well, he should take my phone. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Because that instruction he has given applies to me too. Now observe it. If they won't let me leave it, then that's different. But I will leave it. It's not a problem. I will wait for my turn. It's not a Why not? Because there are moments where he needs to talk to somebody without you there. No, you see, that's the familiarity we are talking about. So for you, that man of God, that great servant of the Lord, whose anointing 
others are experiencing, you can't experience it because we are too familiar. Oh, just badging. If he's having a meeting, you just go and sit down. You start looking at your phone and texting. I don't look at my phone. Don't look at my phone. I don't text. Familiarity is shown when someone walks around, talks, and chats whilst you are preaching. If I'm preaching and you start conversing, what does it mean? It means what I'm saying is not necessary. Or you know what I'm saying already. It's not, it's not something you really need. You see, those of you who make your notes on phones, no problem, but try to stay, maybe put it on flight mode because sometimes notifications can come to disturb what you are hearing. But we can't say don't bring your phones to church. That one too is a bit too much. Because some people have their notepad in their, on their phones. But you need to put it in flight mode as, as, so that no network can break into your system. That's the only time that it will be accepted. Because otherwise, CNN notification, breaking news, breaking news. Osama bin Laden has resurrected. You can't hear anything again. <laughs> Don't chat when a man of God is talking. Don't chat with your neighbor, with your friend, with your wife when your pastor is preaching. It's wrong. It's unethical. Don't send WhatsApp. Don't send emails. When we are preaching, don't send it in the church. It's a sign of familiarity. I'm telling you that it's not good for you. It neutralizes the anointing. Yes. Yes. Your WhatsApp group from your old school mates, a school you left 20 years ago, as I'm having a discussion. You are under a great anointing like the one that is in front of you. As I'm preaching, you are, you are communicating with your 20 years ago classmates. What benefit will it have for you? Meanwhile, what I'm saying is your, it's a pillar of truth you must never shift from. Those of you who are in this United Denominations, who have written exams on loyalty and disloyalty, uh, what it means to be a shepherd. When you go into a service and they are preaching what it means to be a shepherd, you shouldn't go to sleep and say, oh, I had 98%. 98% doesn't mean that you know it already. Because by the time even we are speaking, if we ask you a question, you may not know it. Plus, if you know it, where are the fruits of that knowledge in your life? Ask me how many times, even sometimes Bishop is telling the stories that he's using to preach. I've heard it before. Sometimes I heard it even just on Monday when I was with him. And he's preaching and he's telling the same story. I don't close my ears. I don't say I know it already. I am more wide-eyed and wide-eared. Why? Because I'm trying to understand how he's linking it to what he's preaching. 
Because the same story, he can use it to preach to shepherds and he can use it to preach at an evangelistic crusade and he can also use it at a funeral and he can preach it at a wedding. The same story, you see that there are different corners of it. But why you are who too known in Tino? You will never get the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of that revelation. How do you deal with familiarity? Just There's a chapter on that. Address and confront all forms of familiarity urgently. What did, how did Jesus treat Peter when he took him aside to rebuke him? Sharp rebuke. Pie! Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou severest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Sharp! Because he knew that if he followed Peter's voice, he won't go to the cross. The fact that God has given you a revelation doesn't mean that you can now dictate how we die on the cross. Buke him sharply. One day I was in a meeting. Bishop came. He, he, when he arrived, one of the junior pastors was sitting on his chair. Also like doing a, prelim, a preliminary session before the plenary session. <laughs> it's like, oh, since the man of God, it was supposed to be 7 o'clock, he hasn't come at 7. So it's like he's meeting the people who have come earlier just to straighten. And so he was sitting in his chair. When he came into the room and saw the guy in the front, in front of all of us, he said, never sit on my chair when I am not in, when I'm not here. Never sit on my chair with a stern look and an angry face. Guy got up and went to say somewhere. Never sit in. The, about 30 minutes after that, it was on that issue. No senior pastor, I have my chair at the Kodesh, the headquarters of the church. Hmm? I'm no, I've not been there. I've not, I, I go occasionally once in a while. But my chair is there. Nobody sits on it. Nobody sits on it. You can't even sit on it to take a photograph. You are not allowed. And, and the chair is the same as all the chairs that are in the church. But you are not allowed to sit on it. Establish it. That's the pastor's chair. Nobody sits on it. Sleep on the floor. Deal with it quickly. And then the second one is teach against familiarity at all levels. Like what I'm teaching, teach it. If you don't know how to preach it, just take, if you like, the message or even get the book and just go and read it. Bishop Dag wrote in his book that there's something called familiarity. Okay, so what does it mean? Then you read number one, number two, number three. Read it. That's all. Don't even give stories for them to say that it's because of them that you are saying it. Or find a video of a preaching on familiarity and just play to yourself. Oh, we are all gathering today to just listen to a message that we heard at the uh, Art of Shepherding Conference. So, you know, every Sunday afternoon we have shepherds meeting. So this shepherd, this, today we are listening to Art of Following. Okay, next week we are listening to um, what? Loyalty and disloyalty. Okay, the next week we are listening to what? What it means to become a shepherd. Okay, then on the fourth week we are listening to familiarity. So, 
is in the timetable. So, one said, that's it. Me de ba, ebe, 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 chima kutia. So, ye nina ni yeti, mi sumi tiye swam. I'm not the preacher. Preacher no niha. Onim yemu biya. He's preaching the word of God. Into ewo wawa, no ajo diye. Na adeko. And then finally, there are many points on this, but finally, teach about gratitude. Teach people to show gratitude and appreciation. Always. In my church, when we have a meeting, shepherds meeting, pastors meeting, a small group meeting, we have taught them. When we finish, one person spontaneously should rise up and say, oh, because we've shared the grace you are going to, then they'll call you back. Please, we want to say one thing before you go. We want to say thank you for this meeting. We don't just say thank you, Keke. You say thank you and explain why. Wow. I, for example, I was not, if I'm even surprised that I was called into this meeting, but when I look around, I realize that it's pastors and some of the senior shepherds who are in the church, but I don't know how I even found myself here. But I want to say thank you for such a meeting because this meeting on the familiarity that you talked about, I realized that it, it was gradually affecting me. For example, I realized, for example, that when I come into service, sometimes I'm outside chatting and then I don't come in immediately. But when you started speaking, I realized that it's a very dangerous thing I must come out of. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yes. If bishops have a meeting, who with bishop or bishop Saki or whoever precise over it. When we finish, we want to say thank you for them. Is that gratitude? Show gratitude. If gratefulness and gratitude was taught, and wives, husbands, and things were to express it, when you finish eating, you thank God, but you thank your wife, darling. Thank you for this meal. Very nice. In fact, this today's own was nicer than last month's own because, in fact, today's own. What did you add? There was a pepper, some extra pepper. Really nice, and darling, very good. Then she's going to hit a bomb like that as a form of thank you. <laughs> they say, Oh, ah, you too. Why? Why are you playing with my bomb? Yes, don't you think some quarrels will go down? Yes, if a wife, after your, you have had sex with your husband, you look at him if he's up or if he's down, depending on which way you went. <laughs> so, oh. Darling, I really want to thank you for marrying me and, and for this session. It was really powerful. You really took your time this time. Or if he's down, you say the same thing. Look, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Thank you. I